Ready. All right. It's fine. All right. It's recording again. Go ahead. Three, two. Hello, and welcome to Dirty Foreigners. This is episode one. Today, we're talking about Japanese media. My name is Robin. I'm from Brighton, England, and I live in Richmond, California. And I'm Jose. I'm from Simi Valley, California, and I'm living in Tokyo, Japan. So, today we're talking about Japanese media. Yeah. I heard, I heard you're not a big fan. No, I'm, uh, I'm stuck watching it every day because, uh, yeah, I, I live with a Japanese person. So it's, it's yeah, kind of a necessity. And uh, I'm not a big fan. Haven't you, haven't you converted her to uh, the joys of MSNBC or CNN or Fox News? <laughs> yeah, okay, so a little disclaimer before we start. Definitely, as, as you're pointing out here, the American media also has its uh, negative points, right? Yeah, that's for certain. <laughs> so I mean, it's, no, it's no BBC. <laughs> yeah, no Sky News, but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this is just my, my perspective on uh, the Japanese media since I've been really watching it. Everyone knows the coronavirus situation is happening, so we're more attentive to the news than, than previously. So, okay, so well, yeah. what's, I mean, what's your big issue? Well, I'll start by maybe giving you a little background. So actually, most Japanese people get their media from domestic commercial broadcasts. And the main source is the NHK. So the NHK is actually state-owned. And 79.8% of Japanese people consider it their top news source, right? What's NHK like? NHK? Yeah, yeah. NHK. What does that stand for? <laughs> Maybe Nippon means Japan. Oh, okay. Oh, we have to start oh, again. Yeah. I should know that. <laughs> We get the picture is Japanese state television. All right, so yeah, and it's actually the most trusted source on top of that. So not only is it the most watched source, but the most trusted source is a source which comes from state-owned media, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the the problem starts here. Um, but not not to hammer home on this point, but for me, just I find a lot of oddities and a lot of quirks when I'm watching Japanese news in general. Alright, so what's one of the quirks you see? Because I, uh, I never watched mm, Japanese television. Okay, I think the the main thing that really sticks out to me, maybe maybe it's because I've been uh, so accustomed to watching people yell at each other on MSNBC or Fox News, or mm -hmm. uh, you know everyone looking for that hot take, right? Um, right? I think the thing that really sticks out though is everyone's really agreeable. So. There's not much disagreement between the people on the broadcast. It's very harmonious. So you want a bit of debate then? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like a little bit like differing opinions or you know, a strong stance here and there. Like I guess I guess the best example I could give you is um Prime Minister Abe about a couple weeks ago, he he made a plan to send two masks to every household. These are like cotton masks. And, you know, in the end, it's just like this ridiculed plan. No, no one's on board. Everyone thinks it's a waste of money. And when you watch Japanese media, the criticism is like, perhaps the money could be better spent. 
I'm like, really? Is, is that all you have to say about that? You don't want to say that this is a stupid plan. What an idiot. Worst, worst move ever. So it just really sticks out to me. But I mean, isn't that just a, a reflection of Japanese culture in general? It is. It is to an extent, but, you know, maybe, you know, in, I think the media should be a little more aggressive, I think. Okay. In my opinion. I don't know. So it's too informational then and not, not confrontational. Yeah, not enough opinion, not enough uh, stances, not enough confrontation, I guess, or, or uh, opinions that might be met with resistance. Everything is very calculated. Everything is uh, measured, I guess. And even when an opinion is, uh, you know, counter, mm -hmm. it would still be, uh, I guess, kind of indirect, not overly aggressive. Yeah, but as you said, it probably has some ties to the culture, right? So maybe you're not, maybe you're just not interpreting it in the right way. Maybe they're really aggressively disagreeing with each other. You're just, you're just not picking up on it. Uh, I would say you could be correct, but I've been watching it with a, with a Japanese person and they've been pretty in agreement with what I've been saying about the media. So I don't think it's, it's my, uh, I guess I'm not reading between the lines or something like that. Maybe she's just being over polite too. I mean, <laughs> to me. Yeah. Maybe she's uh, that, that, that ship has sailed my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that has passed <laughs> so there's not enough confrontation what, what are any other issues that you see yeah i guess besides that um i guess the atmosphere in general so there's this really like happy music or upbeat kind of music like when they're giving us like a death rate or something i'm like wow is that is that appropriate is this the right time you know Maybe they just want to keep people in a good mood. Yeah. So, as you know, the state keeping everyone happy during a crisis. That doesn't sound too good, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe there's just a different attitude towards that kind of thing, right? And, I mean, music can have different meanings in different cultures as well, isn't it? Just a case of... Mm. Yeah, and then going off the... Oh, go ahead. What sounds so upbeat to you maybe isn't inappropriate for somebody else. Yeah. Well, going, going with this theme, like uh, when they're presenting stuff, there's a lot of use of animation characters. So they're, uh, for example, they're showing, they're showing two people talking because they're trying to show these people not keeping social distance. And they're using two animation characters to illustrate this, right? Yeah. And then they have the next slide has these two animation characters and one one has a fever and is like extremely hot and the other one I don't know has chills or something and it still looks cute though like I'm like oh this person's probably near death but yeah let's use these cutesy animation characters to illustrate it you know to to show what the importance of social distancing here so you think <laughs> you think that's trivializing important news then Oh, how would you feel? Like, how seriously would you take the situation? Well, I mean, like, if one of my relatives was dying of coronavirus and then there were a couple of cartoon characters, you know, prancing around on television. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably. A little tone deaf, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So yeah, those are kind of my my general gripes with the the atmosphere they set is uh, a little a little bit too agreeable. Uh, the music sometimes is a little too upbeat. The use of these uh, animation characters sometimes, and then and then the, uh, the whole other thing is uh, if you watch the NHK, you wouldn't believe it, but they actually instead of using digital. Uh, digital interfaces or charts, everything they show has been handmade. Handmade? What do you mean? I mean, people have literally cut out and uh, glued and put together these these charts of uh, the virus's uh, infection rate, uh, the do's and don'ts, um, political policies, uh, timelines everything has been cut out in great great detail and constructed just from using like paper and uh poster boards and cutouts what i don't know that's that's a mystery i asked some japanese people and they said perhaps the the main reason is a lot of elderly people are watching commercial japanese news especially the nhk so that could be one reason they enjoy that kind of thing Old people only like paper charts. I guess. Can we come to that conclusion? Do do they? Is it easier to understand? Or <laughs> I mean, that's my hypothesis. Is it is it more physical? Physical, like the analog, like. I mean, maybe it's just one of those traditions. Like they've always done it like that, so they don't want to change. You know, it's like a kind of a quaint part of the Japanese news. <laughs> well, traditions die hard, but when you look at it, it's like wow. How many hours did someone put into making these uh, diagrams, these charts, these uh, facts? Right, like um, yeah. it could it could have been done in fifteen twenty minutes in you know, on a computer, but literally someone took three or four hours to design all this stuff. So it's it's just very quirky and a very weird part of Japanese news for me. Well, I mean that sounds better than like. A lot of the American news with the very dramatic music and the horrible 1990s graphics and the, you know, the wooden, <laughs> the wooden news anchors. You know, it's pretty terrible here too, right? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely downside. You hear that that ultra dramatic music today in New York, <laughs> and they start going, listed off the the deaths and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, and these charts going keep going with these charts here. Stay with me for a minute. So they're so over detailed. They just have this, I don't know, this crazy amount of detail. I was watching the news this morning, and it was trying to explain mm -hmm. to people through a chart, handmade chart, the the importance or how to properly use the toilet in the house when you're living with someone with coronavirus. <laughs> It's like, you know, if, if I'm living with someone with coronavirus, I'm just not going to touch what they touch, I think. That's it. And, but it had like, uh, yeah, so if, if, you know, you should wipe the toilet like this or don't touch the toilet. I don't know. I couldn't understand it. Well, didn't you learn anything? I don't think so. And they also had another, another uh, explanation about using the, the bathtub when living with a person with coronavirus. I think that the general message there was don't use the same bathwater. <laughs> wow, what a tip. 
Yeah, great tips. Great tips in this overly detailed explanation. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I think you mentioned something before about um, <laughs> like uh, pixel pixelating uh, certain things. What's that all about? Yeah, uh, you know, you know, like it's it's a, it's a whole nother thing to get into. But in general, I think Japanese people are really protective about um, I don't know perhaps what they say or what they do in connection to their company they they must they must feel a really strong connection to represent their company properly right but but the, but the thing is they're they're not working for the White House or they're not famous they're not visible so it's like you know you can you can give a general opinion i think it's your right you know you don't need to worry so much about how it comes back or if someone can connect you back to your company right mm -hmm. as long as you're not you're not spouting off like ultra nationalist things or you know i think it's fine right but but in but instead uh people have in general choose to be pixelated or you know modify their voices or you know just to just to give like general opinions like so how's a how's a i don't know the patient traffic been at your hospital and they're just saying yeah we're overwhelmed or you know we a lot of cases are coming in or just you know really general stuff but they still choose to be pixelated and you know it's very odd to me too that just sounds like a cultural thing again, you know? Yeah, but you think, like, if you're a media outlet, could you find somebody who's willing to talk on camera about those things? Is it that hard? Maybe it is that hard. I mean, mm. you know, Westerners yeah. tend to love to be the center of attention and espouse their opinions and mm. you know, feel important. Maybe that's not maybe that's not such a thing. Maybe the Japanese people generally don't want to do that. Yeah, and that is true some to some extent. There are definitely cultural things here. Being being reserved, as you said, uh, not wanting to draw attention, uh, to be indirect. But you know, I think when the situation calls for it, you should be direct, right? Especially you know if you want to keep the the public informed because. This kind of indirectness, this kind of, uh, I don't know, toning, toning down the seriousness of the situation has an effect on the general public, right? It means the general public doesn't take it as seriously as they should. Possibly, yeah. But it, I mean, you could equally make the opposite argument that, you know, mm -hmm. say American news channels over-dramatize everything and that mm. makes people more worried than you. <laughs> you got to drive up the rating somehow, right? Well, yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> uh, but the, but, you know, that represents the kind of competitive doggy dog nature of American television. And it just sounds like that's not the case. In Japan. Yeah, that, that's true, too. Um, I guess the, the final point to make is there's a overuse of uh, dramatizations with actors. So it just it just hits the wrong tone. Like, have you ever seen this this American TV series called Unsolved Mysteries? No. It's uh yeah, they just look into crimes or some some uh, usually some crime with you know unsolved crime, and they use a lot of dramatizations to recap how it occurred or the murder or whatever the death, right? 
So yes. when you watch Japanese news, you'll see a lot of dramatizations with characters, right? Yeah. It just, it totally hits, uh, they're just hilarious, actually. <laughs> they just come off as funny. They're, they're overacted. They obviously use uh, actors which are more handsome or beautiful than the real people. And <laughs> it's just comedy. It's just comedy. So. All right. So I, I've got it. So you're not a big fan of Japanese news programs, especially. So. Uh, yeah. Why don't, why don't we sum up? Well, in conclusion, why do you keep watching? Um, you know, I think living living with a Japanese person, I, I try to watch it because you know, it's it's you know where they get their their news source, right? Because I get my news sources, I'm searching the internet, I'm reading a lot of articles, different sources, right? But, but for them, I think it's standard to have, you know, grown up watching the, the nightly news, you know, at 6 p.m. in Japan on the NHK. It's, as I mentioned to you, about 90% of the people do it and about 79% of the people trust it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just the way it goes. And um, it's, it's also good to get this perspective because I think I need to get the perspective of the situation internally, not only rely on, you know, external sources. So yes. yeah, for me, I think that the best way to get a, a picture of any situation is to use a variety of sources and just come to your own conclusions, right? Well, it sounds like you're going to have to keep suffering. <laughs> as long as I live here, yeah. <laughs> So everybody, our audience, please, if you have a chance, you can check out the NHK. Uh, I'm even from the States, I think, NHK English. Let me know, let me know uh, if that's much different. YouTube, right, well, yeah. On that note then, thank you very much for listening. This has been Robin and Jose from Dirty Foreigners. All right, thanks guys. See you next time. All right, you can just hit the... But you can just hit the record button. You know. Hit the record button. Hit stop record next to the record button. Yeah.